First Canto, six chapter, conversation between Marta and Yasuda, text necessary. Evan Krishna Mati Brahman, Evan Krishna Mati Brahman, Nishaktas Yamalatmana, Nishaktas Yamalatmana, Kalapradura Bhutkale, Kalapradura Bhutkale,
and so a sudden stroke and but yet illumination was also there um, uh, and Narada achieved his spiritual body. Bhagavatam gives us another narrative, the one of Dhruva Maharaj and in the case of Dhruva Maharaj there is a Vaikuta plane that appears and death appears before him, death personified, death offers obeisances and then Dhruva steps on death, on his head and uses death as a step into the Vaikuta plane. So in this way um, Death is, uh, is, is not such an inauspicious thing, actually, for the devotee. Um, I was thinking about it somehow or other. The thought came to my mind. Uh, and uh, I was thinking about death. And I was thinking, yeah, um, for a devotee, it's really a change of service. Right? That's what it is. Uh, we just carrying on with devotional service somewhere else. So that's what really death boils down to. New service. Yeah, it can be interesting. Something exciting. So, and of course, it will be better because one carries with him the, the results of, of devotional service done in this lifetime. Nihami Kramanasasti Whatever we have accrued in terms of spiritual benefit is eternal, and all that will uh, will uh, carry forward into the next destination. So, um, <coughs> Narada received the spiritual body because Narada was completely focused on Krishna. Um, if we can also be completely focused on Krishna, then of course we can also like Narada get a, a spiritual body. Mm. Um, if we are, uh, what does completely focused on Krishna really mean? To what extent have you, do you have to be focused? Um, um, in the uh, nature of devotion, there's an exam example of Uddhava. And Uddhava saw a beautiful young girl. And it said, Uddhava became attracted to this girl. And then Uddhava said, what is happening here? He said, my mind is attracted to this beautiful young girl, just as it is attracted to Krishna. I think it must be Krishna dressed up like a girl. And it was. So that's Uddhava. That's an other level, you know what I'm saying? That's, a, that's kind of a level. Uh, we may not be on Uddhava's level, we may not be on Narada's level. Uh, internally, we may still feel attracted to the material energy. Um, so, if we do, um, does that mean we have to take another birth automatically? Not necessarily so. Um, um, not necessarily so. Because uh, the one thing um, that we get when we um, are looking at Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the emphasis on mercy. Um, uh, 
if there is one difference between the Chaitanya Church and Rita and the uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, then it's that, it's mercy. The Chaitanya Church and Rita is really the book of mercy. Right? Whereas, of course, uh, Srimad Bhagavatam is full of mercy. So many devotees are getting the mercy. But at the same time, we also see that uh, uh, they are also performing. I mean, Dhruva uh, was very serious, did some serious fasting there, a bit more than just on Jamastami and, you know, even more than on Ikarasi. I mean, it came to a point where Dhruva uh, was, uh, first he was eating some leaves, just leaves, every other day, and eventually uh, didn't eat at all, and then he even went for breathing, you know, I mean, just fasting from eating was not enough. Start to fast from breathing as well. And then when he had held his breath, the whole universe uh, choked. So it is said. Then the demigods, they uh, approached the Lord and the Lord appeared before Trupa. Then he got his mercy. So he made an extraordinary endeavor, but it takes place in a different yuga. Right? It takes place in such a yuga. Narada also, takes place in, in a different era. In this age of Kali, um, it's a little diff different. So, we are taking the principle from, uh, from Narada Muni uh, of always thinking of Krishna and getting absorbed in that. So, Srila Prabhupada has arranged this movement in such a way that we are always, always connected to Krishna and think of Krishna directly or indirectly. Um, from the deities, think of Krishna directly. Chanting, think of Krishna direct, directly. And then doing some service, which is for Krishna. So thinking of Krishna indirectly. In this way, everything is, so, is arranged in such a way that we think of Krishna always, just somehow or other. Um, um, yeah, when you move away from a temple, and then there's a little bit of opportunity to not always think of Krishna. But, uh, but still, there's a lot of Krishna there also. Uh, there's like uh, pictures on the wall, an altar, music, kirtans in the house, uh, instruments, books, you know, it's like uh, Krishna is very present. Right? at home as well, um, and, and sufficiently, um, sufficiently that, uh, and if we are careful to use the fruits of our labor, to use the fruits of our labor to live a Krishna conscious life, then uh, naturally our focus will be Krishna, even if we are in the material world. Simply use the fruits of our labor to make a Krishna conscious life. So simple, but at home, yes, home is a holy place. A bhajan kutir, a place to worship, a, a place to simply uh, do devotional service. No illicit activities come into that house, no, banned. You know, four regulated principles in this house, uh, yes, 16 rounds in this house, 
kirtan in this house, deities in this house, uh, offerings in this house, guests coming for prasadam in this house. Uh, this is an ecstatic house. Uh, just like Srivas Thakur. Srivas Thakur, he was so absorbed in this way that uh, at one point, kirtan would be happening all night. We just don't sleep anymore. We just have kirtan at night. Yeah, I don't know if he slept a little, probably, but you know, kirtan all night. And then one day Lord Chaitanya said, my dear Srivas, you don't have to work. Lord Chaitanya said, I never see you going to work. Srivas said, no, my Lord, my Lord. I'll promise you one thing. I'll promise you one thing. I will never work. And if you don't provide, if you don't provide, then we'll just fast. And then the second day, if you don't provide, we will just fast. And if the third day, you don't provide, me and my whole family, we all jump in the Ganga. No, no, Srivas. You don't have to work. For you, you, there never will be a shortage of anything in your home. Uh, so Srivas spent all his time, Kirtan at night and Puja in the day, basically. That was it. That was his life. So, uh, you might say, well, is that a role model? Uh, might be for some people. Why not? Why not? You could make Shiva's a role model. Yes, so uh, this level uh, of absorption we see in Shiva's Taku. And Shiva's is known to be Narada Muni. So here we see another aspect of, of absorption, deep level of absorption in Srivas Thakur. So we get an idea of the absorption of Narada through Srivas Thakur. Uh, so that's extraordinary. But that's what it's about. How much are we absorbed? How much are, simply how much are we absorbed? Or are we absent-minded? Are we just here in body, but in mind somewhere else? That is the difficulty. Are we doing everything, always mind somewhere else? Sometimes we say he's spaced out. What does that mean? What does it mean when someone is spaced out? Can we translate that into proper English? It is a very normal uh, statement in the Hare Krishna movement that someone is spaced out. We, we say it every day uh, about somebody or about everybody. <laughs> uh, they're all spaced out. What to do? But basically means there's no focus. Uh, there's no focus. Whereas Krishna consciousness means focus. Focus on Krishna. Connect everything with Krishna. Everything. Every little thing and offer everything to Krishna. And it's not so difficult, not so artificial, 
actually. It's quite, um, quite natural. We rise, okay. Everybody has to rise sooner or later. Uh, I know one person who stayed 32 hours in a sleeping bag. <laughs> I was wondering if he's waterproof or what. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 32 hours. I timed it for real. <laughs> I was, you know, as he was was hitting the 17 hours, I was going, "Wow, this looks like a world record." And it's time. Really <laughs> time. Uh, after 32 hours, he finally came out. Uh, that was impressive. Uh, uh, so yeah, sooner or later, we all have to get up. Yeah? That's inevitable. Yeah? So if we get up, we may as well get up early. Because if we do, then everything becomes easy. Then suddenly, if you, if you get up very early, uh, then there's oceans of time to chant. Of course, make sure your phone is sleeping. That's the one thing, you know. But otherwise, no one can disturb us. That's the beautiful thing about the early morning. Huh? London, and you know, at 4 a.m., not on Sunday morning, but Monday morning, 4 a.m., it's great. Nobody, just nobody in the street. It's just only birds, you know. The birds, they come down, they sit on the street. Yes, this early morning is the time uh, when everything starts to flow automatically. Then, when that early morning is strong, then the rest of the day will also follow. It is not complicated. And when there's no early morning, then everything becomes spaced out. Then we become absent-minded. Then we become distracted. Uh, then we are in, chanting our rounds in an ocean of distraction, somehow or other murmuring them in between so many other things. There's no focus anymore, no concentration. And then, you know, inattentive chanting, right? And not only inattentive chanting, inattentive everything. Inattentive living. That's what, 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 what's the next thing. From inattentive chanting comes inattentive living. Right? Then we are just half there. Wherever we are, always half there. Are you there? This half presence, we can recognize it in ourselves. When we are just getting a little introspective, we can see how many times are we not really present. Just somewhere floating on some on a cloud of mental energy. But, you know, no, it's just, instead of like just floating on the mind and let the, and, and let the clouds of the mind carry, on, uh, carry us along, uh, we focus. So, no, what am I doing now? What am I doing now? So when I used to focus, that's all it is. It's, it's a matter of training the mind to focus. That's the beginning. First, we train the mind to focus. 
that's done by uh, some discipline, that's done by some regulation. If you don't have discipline, which obviously we don't have, and the word discipline doesn't sound so attractive, uh, it sounds like duty, and duty is such a word, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a heavy word, heavy duty. Uh, why, why use such heavy words, you know? should not be allowed duty. <laughs> so when it's all about duty, that's difficult. Yeah. Um, so uh, duty means willpower. Uh, that's very difficult to do it. Easier is then regulation, where we just go into a schedule. Yeah, there's a whole schedule, you just follow the schedule, and then you yeah, and this is called the morning program. So the Hare Krishna movement runs on the morning program. The morning program is like, uh, that's it, that's spiritual life. It, that's, that's, that's what, that's the culture of the Hare Krishna movement. The morning program has become spiritual life. Uh, there we can go automatic pilot. It is somehow or other get up from Mongolia and then bear. I walk along, <laughs> follow the other sheep through the morning program, and then nicely, you know, live your spiritual life, you know. How about uh, becoming a little more conscious? Yes, of course, the morning program is, is fabulous because it consists of Panchanga Bhakti, of the five principal limbs of devotional service. Um, uh, hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, worshipping the deity, chanting the holy name, association with devotees. And even Vrindavan is here because when, when, the, when the Lord comes, the spiritual world comes with him. So therefore, uh, Radhalam and Iswara uh, are uh, simultaneously in London and simultaneously in the spiritual world. See. And actually, you know, I mean, you can look at London in different ways. Of course, we can follow Prabhupada's look, London is hell. Yeah. Do you have a concept of hell in your religion? Yes, London is hell. <laughs> it's, um, it's always terrible weather, Prabhupada said. After all, yeah, man was still dumbfounded than Prabhupada. So, but it's a great credit to the people of London that they've made such a culture in such a place. Oh, yes, flattered him a little. But uh, we can also say London is the spiritual world. Uh, because everything is the spiritual world. Wherever we are is the spiritual world. If we can see it. Uh, if we can see it. It's not that going to the spiritual world is a long journey. And now we have to travel all the way to the spiritual world. <laughs> all right. What am I going to pack for the journey? It's going to be a long, 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 long way. Well, I've got to pack a lot of prasadam. <laughs> you know, because how else are we going to uh, cross that distance? Well, it's just instantaneously, immediately. We're already there. We're already there, but somehow or other we have become covered, we cannot see, and so on. 
So, uh, and therefore, so distracted by the material energy. Um, so, now it's very hard to fix the mind. So one thing then that, that will fix the mind is if we do service. So if you just do a lot of service, then automatically the mind gets fixed. That's what happens. So this is easier than trying to fix the mind. If you have to sit and fix your mind very hard, oh, how can, can you, can you please pray for me? Can you please bless me that I chant better? Every day, a few people ask me this. <laughs> Every day. And they go like, okay. Uh, well, uh, nice. Uh, but you really think that that's the way to chant better? It helps. But, you know, like, basically, we've got to do it ourselves. And we do devotional service. And when we do devotional service, not just like five minutes of devotional service and then 55 minutes break to say, oh, gosh, that was a lot of work. I have earned it so much. Now I deserve 55 minutes of sense gratification. And then again, five minutes of service. And then again, you know, half an hour of sense gratification. No. If we just pack our day with devotional service, then what, what will happen is um, all the, the mind will just become focused on Krishna. And because we connect with Krishna indirectly through doing things for him and our material desires will disappear they'll just disappear with time Krishna will take them away so uh, I used to uh, lament you know, I was in Vrindavan yeah, for a long time in Vrindavan and uh, I was running around all day so many things to do, and you know. then there would be a festival, and then all the all the swamis would be there. Every swami in Iskon would be in Vrindavan. You know, I mean, we sometimes we had 50, 60 uh, swamis, right? Yes, yeah. You know, you thought you had some swamis in London, but you know, I mean, the forest of Dandas, etc. So then the lecture is all far out, and this and that. And then me, I wasn't there. I was never there. I, mean, I, was, I was making sure that the kitchen was going on, you know, like, oh my God, that wasn't easy. And there was a cook, and he was good, but he was always late. In order to do breakfast, you know, he had to be there at 6. At 6.20, not a sign. Okay. I gave him 20 minutes for his ego, right? So I was watching, said, okay, let him 20 minutes, you know, and then, so at 6.21, there I was, bang, bang, bang. And he said, yeah, yeah, I'm coming, he's coming. Okay, 10 minutes later, still not there. Then at quarter to seven, 45 minutes late, he rocks up. Right? So I think, okay, this is it. Breakfast is going to be really late today. Now, in those days, we were cooking on wood fire. So there's a big stove, and there's like wood under it, and it's like just a, a big fire. Then what he did, he had 
we had clay cups, you know, in the kitchen also, using them for spicing and things like that. So there's always clay cups. So it's this clay cup, and he would put kerosene in such, and then a whole bunch of them. And then he just threw bombs under the, <laughs> under the kitchen, you know. <laughs> and then it cooked really fast. <laughs> and then he was in time, and then he go, <laughs> he was definitely expert, but still, I, I prefer to become a six, you know, <laughs> cooking with these bones. <laughs> anyway, so it was fun in the kitchen, absolutely, you know, and in the winter it was the best place to be. It was the only, only warm place in the whole temple was the kitchen. So in the winter it was, lots of people happened to be in the kitchen for some reason. <laughs> Um, but I missed so many of, of the big lectures, so I lamented, I lamented that I'm missing out. But now I realize I didn't miss out on anything. Uh, I didn't miss out on anything, uh, although we didn't have internet, although we didn't have so many recordings, and although the speaker in the kitchen never worked, you know, uh, the monkeys broke the wire or something, you know, whatever it was. I mean, <laughs> it was like, it never worked, oh God. Uh, still, uh, still, uh, because of all that service, because having no time for the mind, no time, you know, when you're so busy, you can't get mental, no? there's no question of getting mental. As soon as you have nothing to do, there you go, mental, mental, mental. Yes, that's mental. <laughs> Let's spend some time on the mental platform. <laughs> now, nowadays, the internet's great because you just pour your mind out on the internet. So it's like, it's, it's just all mental platform. So, um, park the phone, put it on flight mode, just, you know, stop the thing and, and do service. Just do service. That's all. And that is really the key for, uh, for becoming more focused. Then we'll become focused. Then we'll be able for to fix the mind, then it will work. But if we're going to try to fix the mind by just on some mental uh, exercise, like a yogi, it's very difficult, very difficult. Um, we don't make good yogis if we have to fix our mind. Um, you know, like sometimes I bring up Ignatius the Loyola, Ignatius de Loyola was the founder of the Jesuit order and uh, they were serious and he wrote a book called Spiritual Exercises. Now that book is quite something because the book is this, that if you have any sinful desire or a sinful thought, you should repent. You should repent. And then, if after repenting, the sinful thought comes back, 
you have to repent that your repentance wasn't sincere. Anyway, you cannot understand how many times you have to you have to repent for repenting that your repentance was not sincere and then you have to repent for repenting that your repenting and about repenting was not full of repentance and in the end, you know, like uh, <laughs> so I looked at that book and said, that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work for us. That's not us. Right? I mean, no way I'm going to be able to do all this repentance. I'm not so sincere, I guess. I don't feel that bad. I'm go, but, well, what can you do? You know, I try. You can't win all the time. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's not so easy to repent so seriously. So it didn't look like practical. But Srila Prabhupada's solution of devotional service is very practical. Do something. Do something practical. Uh, in Vrindavan, we had our key man named, you know, every project has a key man, right? And we had a key man, you know, it was Vishal Prabhu who would always go, key, anyone, any, anyone you see, you know. You know, Dharmar Kija, or, uh, you know, Kija, everybody, Ki, 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 the whole day, Kija, we call him our key man. <laughs> and Vishal used to do it to Siddha Prabhupada as well. And one, and he stood there every day, yeah, and like, Siddha Prabhupada, Kija, Siddha Prabhupada, Ki, Siddha Prabhupada, Ki. And then one day there's a bottle of water. And he had read that in the Middle Ages, the knights would throw their mantle into the puddle so that the lady could walk across. So he took his chowder and threw it in a puddle of water. The private student from looked at him like, are you crazy? <laughs> Walked around the chowder and said, just do something practical. Yeah. Do some service. Uh, so, so simple. So simple, actually, is this movement. We just do some devotional service. And that, that will finally help us to conquer these wild minds and these wild senses. Who does not have a wild mind? Whose mind? Who has a, has a pure mind? It's like uh, our minds. Are crazy. That's the situation. That's if you look deep down into the. Shall we get in introspective? Well, I'm not sure. Do you really want to go in there? <laughs> Imagine you would go into a room with somebody who's crazy. Would you do that? Unlock the door? <laughs> so, how about going into our mind? That's the same. Going into. Like going into a room alone with someone who is so too much introspection. Maybe not every once in a while. So you have a look in there, still, still crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Close that door again. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's okay. See you later, mind. <laughs> you know. Um, therefore. When it comes to the mental platform, the best instruction is 
don't mind. Just don't mind. Put the mind in a room, lock the door, don't go there and do service. Because then you start looking at the mind. Oh my God. What is there? You don't want to know. You don't want to know. And we don't need to know. Uh, yeah, but what about psychology? Yeah, what about it? You know? Um, psychology, you can use it in your service. In how to deal with other people in service by understanding their natures and so on. There we can use psychology. But when we turn psychology on ourselves, right, and try to analyze ourselves, then what will we get, you know? And what about astrology? Yeah, you know, like, and then you're gonna gonna live by it, right? Uh, we were all going to Jaipur, but one astrologer didn't go because it said he would break his leg on the way. We all had the darshan of the deity. He didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was that helpful? I'm not sure. Yeah. He missed out. So, spiritual life is very simple. That's why, shall we chant 64 rounds? Well, can we chant 64 rounds without being on the mental platform? It's very difficult. Chant 64 mental rounds. Right? Yeah, every day. Every day. I'm chanting 64 rounds. I knew someone who had 64 counting beads. Very long. No, that's not needed. Siddha Prabhupada said 16 rounds minimum, and then a lot of service. Service in the Sangatana. That's our saving grace. That will help us engage the senses, get, forget about the mind, and it forces us to focus. And that, in that way, we can, at the end of life, think only of Krishna. Then everything will be auspicious. Thank you. saying that says that um, it's a hell all the way to hell and it's a heaven all the way to heaven. Like uh, that is... Uh, 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 okay. Uh, I'm not sure. It's a hell all the, to, all the way to hell and heaven all the way to heaven. And you like that statement? It kind of means, it means like that it's like our, our consciousness now like determines where we are. What? Our consciousness now determines... Yeah. Yeah. I've also heard that... But I, I don't... I don't it's, it's, it's not my practical experience, though, that statement. You know what I mean? It's, it's a hell all the way to hell. Okay, I can appreciate that. It's in heaven all the, heaven all the way to heaven. I mean, sometimes I find it hard. I don't like fasting, for example. I hate it. And then you have... Yeah, I mean, I'm honest. You know, Nita, he loves fasting. He <laughs> <laughs> travels with me. And since he's eight years old, he's fasting, full fast every Ekadasi, uh, and hold him to it. <laughs> but I eat an Ekadasi for sure. <laughs> eat some extra. <laughs> I don't like fasting. But if I have to, I'll do it. But, uh, so, so there's a lot of austerity also. I find that there's, a, there's quite some austerity in spiritual life. 
But I'm doing that because I believe in it. But there's austerity. I mean, when I was on the street with wet socks in horrible rainy weather distributing books, I felt very sorry for myself. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I felt miserable. I wasn't in ecstasy. And I was actually out with another devotee who was like in bliss and I was like in death feet and cold feet and wet socks and everything. I wanna go home. <laughs> Sometimes there's been a lot of austerity. When I was with 59 degrees in, in the Rajasthan desert loading a truck with stone and making sure that it didn't rip us off and standing there on that truck making sure good quality went in. It was a little hot. It was quite hot. So I didn't always experience it like, like heaven. Sometimes it was austere, but uh, at these austere times, at least I could keep the, uh, the focus on the goal. You could see the goal. It's worth it. It's worth it. The austerity. Yes, I want to do it. Because I have full faith that it will be okay. But that is free from austerity. I don't know. Sometimes it gets pretty tough. When they shut me in the back, I was in the bathroom, and they shut me in the back, and I had three thoughts. And the first thought was, wow, I got shot. Second thought was, it's an inside job. Third thought was, don't black out, don't go unconscious. No, inside job. That's not nice. I mean, why didn't they talk to me? I have to take it this far. in the hospital wasn't exactly heaven. It was hell. But I went through it. And focused on Krishna. But I was tough. I, I can't relate to that stuff. Raj, when you talk about introspection, um What's the difference between introspection and mananam when we talk about? So what did you say? So quick with an Indian accent, I couldn't catch it. You were talking about introspection, yeah. that um, you don't have to go too much. What's the difference between that introspection and mananam, which we talk about, like contemplate, about the shastras? Yeah, you know, you can contemplate about the scriptures and try to understand the scripture. Um, no, I'm not saying we need to, we don't need to think. We need to think about about uh, about these teachings, uh, how to apply them, what to do, um, how to make it practical for ourselves, how to make it real. Uh, uh, what does it really mean? Yeah? These kind of uh, things we, we need to do. But if you start analyzing my mind, like you know. Um, Am I really free from material desires? And if I'm not, how do I purify myself? And um, you know, and, and like you know, um, yeah, I, I mean, feel like 
not really happy and now do I need some uh, something else and do I need to uh, no um, yeah don't go there just don't go there just just serve now serve now get absorbed get absorbed in that service it's fine stand sit as Stay where we are. Stay where we are. Engage in Krishna consciousness. Stay in the place. Serve Krishna here. Should it change? Should it this that? Do we need a change of service? Do we need a change? Do we need a change of ashram? Do we need a change? You know, like, you know. You know. It's a struggle not to be married. It's a struggle to be married. You can struggle anyway. Marriage is not going to solve anything. Since when did marriage take relief the struggle in life? Not once. You just continue to struggle. <laughs> oh, I struggle so much. I think I should get married. Well, then you struggle, and then your partner will struggle as well, and then your kids will start struggling also. <laughs> That's a lot of struggling. Yeah, yeah. And you got your own struggles. And then when you don't struggle, and your wife will struggle, or when your wife doesn't struggle, you will struggle. When you're alone, well, when you don't struggle, you just don't struggle. There are advantages to being alone. My conclusion. But be happily married. But don't you get very mental to situate myself better, how to forget it. So, just lock up the mind in that room. Anyone else? Some people don't like this class, I think, but <laughs> you can't like every class. to make your home a sacred place. I try to make it as much as possible, but there are other people, the family members, who are not uh, Krishna conscious. Okay. So that's always difficult. If you live it, but that's going to be hard. In the long run, maybe you can't live with them. I wouldn't do it. I would move on. Then I would be happier. But if you, if you, and if you choose, so it may be better to move out, but if you choose not to, because you feel for some reason that you need to stay, then you have to tolerate it. But it's going to be hard. When there's meat in the house, that's horrible. When, the, when there's TV on all the time, and, you know, it's like, how can you, it, it's difficult to cultivate Krishna consciousness in such an environment. It's not, not easy. It can be done, but you have to fight, and you have to make your own corner, you know, your own sacred corner, and it works. There's all kinds of 
of solutions in, in people's houses. I mean, I know one family, um, the, the lady is a devotee and then uh, her sons are devotees and the man is Catholic. So then he has his, half of the room, of the living room is his and there's, there's the crucifix and, you know, Maria and everyone there. And then the other side is, is, is the Krishna side. There's <laughs> a divide in the house. Yeah. So you have such things. But you know, in the kitchen then also, there's the Krishna pots and the non-Krishna pots. Yeah. Yeah. And in the kitchen, it usually gets a little bit uh, unsavvy. Yeah. I mean, you're going to put your stuff in the same fridge with the non-veg items. Can, but it's not great. It's not jai. <laughs> I don't. I don't want uh, my bhakti to be blamed for you know like. Like my family, rest of the family thinks, oh, you are too much into bhakti, you are addicted to Krishna. Yeah, and that's they'll blame, let them blame. They said, I, they said heavier things about me. It's that I've gone crazy. You know? I'm just blame. I'm, I'm totally, I'm a victim of some cult and I've lost it. I'm mad. I'm just blame, I'm brainwashed. And I'm gone. You know? yeah, I'm gone. That's that. <laughs> 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 no. We can talk about it, but living in such conditions, if you may have reasons, that is fine. But it will be an austerity. You're putting, you're putting, bring a lot of austerity upon yourself if you live under such circumstances. Make it very hard. Spiritual life will be, will be burdened. Think about that. Jhana Sangha, material association, is, is not favorable. I mean, they do support me in whatever I do. Okay, you don't have to put your whole life on the table in front of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's good enough. Take on board what I said. Think about it. If you want to stay, it will be austere. If you move out, you'll, you'll find you can make your own sacred place and you can visit them regularly to show them that you still love them. That would be a better solution in my mind, ultimately. They'll get used to it. We are done. Okay. Thank you very much. She Thank <laughs> you.